Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I am a very good professional wrestling referee, Jerry Jayhawk Hawkins, and I'm joined, as always, by a very mediocre professional podcaster, Charlie Butter. That's 100% correct, sir. <laughs> All right. So, lots to go over this week here. Collective weekend, Pat Pat. Uh, did you participate in Call Off Monday? Call Off Monday, what kind of thing? Yes. I did not participate. I wish I would have known the quick thing. Right. Especially can call off Monday apparently fell on my birthday and I really didn't want to go to work on my fucking birthday. Today's your birthday? Yeah. It's also Columbus Day? Yeah. See, this also makes me a very bad friend because I didn't realize it was your birthday already. I thought that was later in the month, so. And you've been on <laughs> Facebook today, Gerbic. Can you post? I just retweeted something because I was going to share it, and I did, but it doesn't show on my thing. I wasn't on my computer. I was on like the browser on my phone. Uh huh. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to discuss it off the air. Oh Jesus. Yeah. I, I mean, after after you got all the shit for going to the collective, ended up not going to the collective. Yeah, plans changed. Um, if you listen to Wrestling Cheers, I was given a little bit of you know shit for changing plans and whatever, and then I uh, you know. Plans changed again, and then I had the party that I was supposed to have. So it is what it is. You were uh, you were a big fan of those raspberry barbecue wings, though. Yeah. What what did the plate? We'll, we'll give a free plug here. What did the plate you got though from actually? Uh, Balleria or Bellaria, Bellaria. Nice. Bellaria in Cortland. Yeah. Hey, just down the road here. I like that. Yeah. I I like their wings. Their boneless wings are good too. But you know, I I, I went. We we got four dozen bone-in wings. Some uh cheddar bacon fries it's good stuff okay so the podcast i've been plugging here that i'm going to be on called me the day of like uh yeah our guest tonight can't make it they need your date can you do tonight i've been plugging the podcast for two weeks that's already passed now nice but we end up having a discussion for about food for like the entire two hours almost and one of the people asked me do i prefer bone-in or boneless wink i'm like well boneless wink or chicken nugget and i'm not knocking them but they are not wink they are though. They're easier to eat. They're cleaner to eat. They're, they're, to they're eat not. They're not chicken eat. nuggets. And they're, they're and completely they're usually... dipped in sauce. They're already pre-dipped in sauce. It's all coated. Chicken nuggets. I have to dip myself. Boneless wings. I don't have to dip. Good bone and wing. You don't have to dip. Exactly. Well, boneless and bone in. You don't have to dip. That's what makes them wings compared to chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. You got to dip. But by definition, to be a wing, you have to have the bone. Like. You don't have any bird flying around with, yeah, just, yeah, flopping around with no bone. Like, I, their bones are hollow, dude. <laughs> at any rate, I'm not knocking boneless wings when I say that I will eat boneless wings. They're usually cheaper as well, which means you can get more for your money. Exactly. They're, so I'm not knocking it. They're easier to eat. That's the big thing. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of both. We went bone in this time. It, it helped with the atmosphere or something like that, too, the bone in, I think. Yeah. Uh, Although it's kind of, I should have probably turned the the volume up on the on the AIW show uh, while we were eating because it we we made some 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 very gross sounds while we were eating wings. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, three grown men eating wings in a I don't know living room with the television at normal level uh, would sound as weird and gross as it did. <laughs> at least I noticed. I don't know. I know there's no audio that because it's not going to show up on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you know come back i'm gonna act be just be a dick i mean if somebody wants to pay me to eat wings into a microphone I, i'm not gonna say no, no no i'm not gonna argue with that either i mean it's pandemic times man money's tight 
course, the party we had went to watch AIW Thunder in Indianapolis. Yes. Very good show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Matthew Justin, like, once again, threw me with the fucking unprotected chair shot to the head. Got a yeah. comfortable for a little while there. Yeah, it was, uh, that was, that was rough to watch. But very good, very good stuff. If you've ordered the bundle on Fight, have not watched it yet, take the time to watch it. Uh, you showed me the first hour of Southern Underground Pro while we were waiting for that to start, too. That fucking Lee Moriarty, Daniel Maccabi match was fantastic. Lee Moriarty stole the show, two straight show, I think. Mm-hmm. Much like I don't like triple threat matches, I have to, I have to say Moriarty, Trey Lamar, and Alex Shelley with matches of the, of the show on AIW, too, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't have a favorite on the AIW show. I liked uh, I liked a lot of stuff. Um, I haven't watched the Black Label Pro show yet. I'm going to save that for tomorrow since I have nothing planned. So tomorrow night I'm going to uh, order some food and uh, watch that. I'm super excited. I've seen some some gifts and uh, some, like, I know a little bit about what happened, but I'm super excited to sit and watch that because, you know, Black Label Pro is my fave, so... I call like a minute video of Logan Stunt and Marco Stunt being the shit out of each other after they got eliminated from the clusterfuck spring <laughs> break. Yeah, I had to listen to a lot of people complain about how long the cluster, the, not just the clusterfuck, but like the entire spring break that it was too long. It was too long. And I'm like, that's the signature now. Like the, the, the spring break is always a super long show. Like it was like five hours this year. So it just, it doesn't surprise me. I don't know why people are surprised by this every time like remember last year they ran over and that caused all the issues with blackcraft so yeah well anytime you have any match and got a rumble style battle royal on it anyway if there's more than like four other matches on that card it's going four hour plot but it's yeah exactly and it's like gcw all they do is these dream matches there's no real storyline in anywhere in their products so you're going to get all these matches where people want to show out and go 15, 20 minutes when they could have probably done, you know, 8 to 10 and been okay uh, and got, you know, got their stuff in. It's just, that's just how they are. Like, I, and it just was funny that, like, people were complaining. I'm like, this is this how it's been. Like, what do you expect at this point? Like, I don't understand what you went into expecting. Like, what, what did you expect to going into the show? That's exactly what it was going to be. Like, I knew. I didn't even watch it, and I knew it was going to be a long, long show. And then... Once people started complaining at like the two and a half, three hour mark, I'm like, oh God, we got like another two hours of listening to people complain that it's a long show. It's like, go to fuck the bed if it's too long of a show. Jesus. Yeah, but here's the thing. One, they've already got your money because they don't give a shit if you're complaining about the length of the show. Exactly. Two, you get unlimited replay. You can turn it off and finish the show fucking later. Exactly. I chose to spend my Sunday with my family. I didn't watch Black Label Pro. I already purchased it. I knew I I can watch it anytime I want now. That's why I'm setting up to watch it on Tuesday. It's, it's fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, sure, I know a little bit about what happened, but I'm, that's not the entire show. I can't wait to see the entire show. So, yeah. So, enough about that. Uh, you ready for Nick Gage says? I, well, I welcome to real through what Nick Gage had last week, although I won't tell him that to him fake. But. Well, let's hear what he's got to say this week. I've never been to a musical. So, if a lovely lady wants to take me on out on the musical... I would love to go to one. I'm more to open. Oh, Nick Gage is just looking for a girl to take him out to a musical. How about that? Yeah, well, hey, 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 he opened a new thing. Like, <laughs> some people would be like, you could go fuck that shit, but. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Although, if you, even if you've never been to a musical, like, movie or musical, you don't have to go to a musical to see a musical. 
I'm, 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 I'm guessing Nick Cage doesn't have Disney Plus, but you know, Hamilton's right there. You know, um, I forget what he said his favorite musical was, but I don't think it was actually a musical. It was just some Disney cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, depending on the Disney cartoon, it might have been a musical. Uh, it wasn't though. I, I I can't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't something that like struck me as a musical. I mean, people don't need the South Park movie a musical, but it's a fucking musical. It is. Yeah, that's definitely a musical. Such a weird choice for them, too. But yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we will go over what is on IWTV this week. In a secret location, eight of America's top professional wrestlers compete in a single elimination tournament. Identities unknown to determine who will challenge for the independent wrestling championship. There's just one catch. If you're eliminated from the tournament, then you must reveal your identity. This October, IWTV presents the last wrestler. And that debuts Wednesday. I am so excited for that. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Part of the fun is going to be trying to get who the winner is. Yeah, and apparently Warhorse is going to live tweet the episodes. So that'll be even more fun if you can so you can follow along on Twitter. So that'll be awesome. Uh, so let's get into what's on IWTV this week. So this episode comes out tonight. Probably this will be airing roughly about the same time this show comes out. October 12th, 7.55 p.m. Eastern, Micro Wrestling Federation, Monday Night Micro, Episode 2. Tuesday, October 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling presents Action Clash, Episode 5. Followed by, at 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Texas Grand Prix Series, Week 2. Wednesday, October 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, has a documentary called I'm Just Faking It. It's about Anthony Green. Uh, I'll definitely be checking that out. I love wrestling documentaries. Following that, at 10 p.m. Eastern on IWTV, The Masked Wrestler. Thursday, October 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, East Coast Wrestling Association presents the third annual Super 8 Tournament. This is a throwback Thursday premiere. Friday, October 16th at 7.30 p.m. Central, St. Louis Anarchy, Spirit of Spalding, Block B, Show 3. Friday, October 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern, ICW No Holds Barred, Pit Fighter X2. Saturday, October 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, ICW No Holds Barred, Volume 7. And that is what is on IWTV this week. Okay, and we have another commercial break to take shortly here, but uh, I just because I was curious, I looked up the third annual Cooper 8 tournament. Okay. First round matches are Steve Bradley against Ace Darling, Jeff Hardy against Devin Storm, Matt Hardy against Christian York, and Jeff Peterkin against Christopher Daniel. Wow, interesting. So that got started at a tournament. So I might have to what check year that was out. That in? What year was that in? 99. 99. So they were definitely working WWE at the time. The Hardy right? worked in WWE at that time, and they were doing the Cooper 8 tournament. Hmm, interesting. All right, we're going to take another commercial break. When we come back, we will get into the review. Orange Crush is proud to present a new special project. 
Death in COVID by photographer Nick Carp chronicles the fighters, the fans, and the failures of a rare performance art scraping by during the COVID-19 pandemic. Hand-numbered, limited edition, only 20 bucks at orangecrush.art. Run, don't walk to orangecrush.art. I got my copy pre-ordered already. I'm just waiting on it to be uh, shipped to me. Nice. Yes. I really enjoy Nick Carp's photos. Uh, I got to know him a little bit when we went to my, the ICW show, uh, the Deathmatch Drive-In. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see all the photos. And me and my buddy think that uh, we may we may be in this because it's, it also has pictures of fans and stuff. So I'm curious to see if we made it in. All right. All right. So what are we reviewing this week? Okay, oh, because we, I noticed that St. Louis Anarchy had their show on Friday. I think we do a St. Louis Anarchy show from the vault. Get them a little bit of get them a little bit of a preview of their show by reviewing one of their shows. Okay, it's going to be Anarchy versus Everybody, March twenty third of twenty nineteen from Alton, Illinois, and that's going to be interesting because we're actually watching the main event right now because you went to the last minute to start watching. Why the do show. you got to call me out on the air every single time I do this? It's not my fault. I have a life. Fuck you. <laughs> In fairness to Charlie Butter, it was like Saturday before we finally decided what show we were doing. It's not like he had a lot of time. To- and I told you pick an hour long show, which there are several of on this network. And, I could and not you chose find, a two I and a half hour show. That jumped out at me. <sighs> I, I tried. I could not find one that jumped out at me. We, it's not- so simple. I don't understand. We could have watched micro wrestling for an hour. Okay. We could have. Exactly. Didn't jump. Exactly. Didn't jump out at me. Something's going to fucking jump out at you. Call my fist, son of a bitch. You're going to challenge me to a no-rope barbed wire match? Why? You would chicken out. You wouldn't even show up. No, I'm, I'm way bigger than Andy Dick. I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll eat drag for, for those who know there. All right. So let's get into this. All right. Go to the opening match. Eight Perry versus Mikey. A little comedy match to get the show started here. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. Uh I didn't expect this to be as fun as it was, and uh, it was a fun match. I really enjoyed it. I think we got a record for schoolboy roll-up in one match in, like, the first two minutes of the match. I think they were, like, kick in the first two minutes. Yeah, they had all kinds of crazy stuff in this uh, to, to start off, and then, like, they snuck up at one point, and, like, uh, Mikey was, like, under the ring, and Ace Perry was looking for him, and then, like, all of a sudden... Uh, he got back in the ring, and there was just all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, they got the referee involved, like, real early, and even the referee like, what the fuck you doing? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Okay, Perry did a dive through Mikey into the ring, and as soon as he got in the ring, Mikey small packaged him to get the pin. Yeah. Yeah, go. Pretty innovative finish. I got a lot of roll-up in this match. If you like roll-up, I think it's the match for you. I, I, I don't know anybody that particularly likes roll-ups, that that's their thing, other than, like, fruit roll-ups. Uh, I know people that like fruit, fruit roll-ups, roll-up yeah. There used to be a uh, independent rock out of Cleveland named Ben Fruth, and finishing it was a Fruth roll up. Dude, we're friends with Justin Summers, who talks about that all the time. Yes, that's okay. a thing. Some of our listeners don't know that. I understand that. It, it, we have more than just Justin Lincolning now. No. Oh, where's Nick Cage? <laughs> all right, we then get a Kickman tag: the Regal Twin and Sharkbait against Lethal Injection and Mighty Micah. Dude, I really wanted to queue up a. Uh, finding nemo clip for, for for this because every time they kept saying shark bait all i could think of was the damn finding nemo clip <laughs> shark bait ooh, ha, ha. 
such a weird fucking name for a guy. He had, he had some great shit in this match. Like he had a sequence where he hit like a fucking uh, fade to black. He fucking uh, did some great stuff. I was really impressed with him, but his name's Sharkbait. I understand he had like a, a first and last name thrown in there as well, but literally like in the description, he's just listed as Sharkbait. Um, yeah, it needs to be rethunk. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like it. If it was something, I don't know, maybe a little bit cooler. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it'll grow on me. I don't know. Like, okay, go. They end up mentioning later on in the show that Anarchy and kind of relaxed rule. I wish I would have known that here. But there's no Kemlin of any tag at all in this match. So I'm like, it's Lucha rule. Like, what's going on? And it's not a it's not a particularly long match either. It's only like five minutes. It really took him out of it. You guys really it's, took him out of it. It, it did, just because I didn't realize that that was just normal anarchy rule. Like, if I would have known that ahead of time, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It's in the name. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually anarchy wants the bell ring. Yes. The answer right. is yes. There's anarchy when the bell rings. Okay, I mean, there's a company called All Elite Wrestling. Not everybody on that card is elite. So. Yes. <laughs> there were a lot of dives in this match to the point that I was wondering what Gary J was going to do in the main event. Oh, he did dives too. We just saw him. Yeah, I, so. I understand, but but I thought that Gary J thing is the dive. <laughs> Every indie guy's thing is the dives. What are you talking about? Get it? Finisher with a dating shooting star prick into a triangle choke. Wheat fucking finish. Yeah, it was good stuff. From there, we get Everett Connor versus Cody Lane. Connor had a guy in a bear scoot in his corner. He found out his name Raul. Yeah, Raul the bear. Kind of interesting. Everett Connor's is uh is really good uh he's even he's gotten way better than what you see here uh i really enjoy uh seeing him wrestle i watched the last time i watched st louis anarchy he had a match it was real good and uh the outro music this week is actually his entrance music and uh i i heard it and i was like that's gonna be the outro this week because who doesn't like gucci flip-flops so i know you're all looking forward to that connor get the win he counter pedigree into a jackknife pin Yep. About seven minutes. The bear did interfere a few times. Yeah. The bear got uh, better heel manager than Tully Blanchard, apparently. He actually gets involved. Uh, there's some great bear puns in here, but I'm not going to not gonna get into them. That's that's for other podcast hosts to make jokes about. Let's let's continue on. Okay, we got another tag team match here. The Diamond Dog versus the Hooligan. Yeah, I started paying attention to this match, and then I don't remember what happened after. At the beginning, the referee take one the fur coat from one of the guy, kind of like Duck of Fargo strut wearing it, which I'm still kind of confused what was going on there. Crowd pop for it. I guess it's kind of an inside joke of come court, be my guess. But did you pop for it? I kind of popped for it, but I I, I was torn between it because I'm sure this is a spot somebody would suggest for me to do at a show I work at a lot because I would get a pop. But at the same time, like the referee shouldn't be doing shit to get pop. So it kind of. It wasn't even the finish. It wasn't even the opening bell. <sighs> Do have some uh, good chain wrestling to start off. The Diamond Dogs are clearly the heel. The crowd reacting appropriately to it. They hate the heel. They hate the Diamond Dogs. They love the hooligans. They can okay, never match with a tag team match in name only. They think about the point where they met, talked about how Roker kind of relaxed and can't lose anarchy. They were all on the floor forever, it seemed like. Like all four fought on the floor for quite a while. Mm-hmm. They commentary team mentioned that that match had to end by pinfall or commission in the ring while the referee accounting both teams out <laughs> that we the hooligan did some nice double teaming throughout the match there was actually a one point where 
one of them put a foot on the hand and got flipped into like a twisting moon call. Pretty cool spot. Julian got the win with a wheelbarrow into a DDT in about nine minutes. There's some good stuff here. First half, we kind of disjointed with all the brawling on the floor, but there's some good stuff. Yeah, I uh, don't remember much about this match. Uh, I like the hooligans, but I just, I don't know. Okay, from there, we get the Gateway Heritage Championship match contested under pure wrestling rule. Jeremy Wyatt defending against Larry D. I go, pure wrestling rule. We'll go over them briefly, if you're not aware, because they do come into play over the course of the match. You get three rope break. After the third rope break, move in the rope are legal. You can get pinned if, even if you're in the rope. Cloak fit punching are illegal. The first cloak fit punch is a warning. The second one is a lock of a rope break. And if you're out of rope break, you get qualified. And there is a 20 count on the floor opposed to the standard 10 count. The title can change hands on the qualification or a count out. Mm-hmm. So Larry, you can hit guy to the adva- to an advantage early. You can get first rope break pretty early to break out of a sleeper hold. Wyatt Dark working over the leg to keep the larger man down. Great strategy. Larry actually, at one point, Luke can second rope break because Wyatt dropped his leg around and gripping it to do work on it. Mm-hmm. So, actually kind of clever. You kind of fork your guy to you second rope break whether he wants to or not. Right on. Yeah. Wyatt was in control for a very long time in this match. Larry Dark making a comeback, getting him near fall. Mm-hmm. Tried to go, uh, Wyatt tried to go for a pile driver. He can't hit it, so he hit a pedigree instead to get a get, get a near fall neat spot. Mm-hmm. Larry, you can get final rope break to break a half crab. The front guillotine over the rope. Can't get the break. The rope break now. Go, so Larry has to fork himself into a Death Valley driver onto the ring apron. Larry gets several near fall here. Wyatt rolls through into an ankle lock. Larry can't can't you can rope break. We just start chopping and doing some back chop to break the hold. Very mm-hmm. nicely done. Then he gets up. Threw a big left hand, hit first close fist punch of the match, but because he got a rope break, the referee called for the bell in the DQ. I am not going to necessarily shit on the call like a rule interpretation issue here. My mm-hmm. interpretation is the first rope break is a warning regardless, and it's the second rope break, that the second punch, I mean, that would either lose the rope break or call it the DQ in this case. Right. And the ruling here was, well, he got a rope break, he threw a close fist punch, there's no warning, it's just a DQ. Like a rule interpretation thing, I'm not going to necessarily shit on the call. I actually like that at a finish. Yeah, that hit Larry D finishing move with that left hand. All right. So he hit the finishing move and he looked at the match because of the rule from the match. I mean, I like the finish. I like the concept of it. I, I, the rule needs to be better, um, needs to be clarified better, I guess, would be the way to go with it. Do you think that they did that just so that they could have a more shocking ending or... Do you think that if they would have specified more, that they would have kind of telegraphed the finish? I don't. I don't know if it would have technically telegraphed the finish. I mean, you get have Larry D get pissed off early in the match and throw a close fist, get that warning early, and by the time you're by the time you get to that point, people are kind of have that out of their mind at that point. No. Okay. No. I mean, you, there there way you could have done it and done two punches. Okay. Like like I like the finish. I like the match. It's probably my favorite match on the card, to be honest with. You. But I like pure wrestling rule anyway. I've been a big fan of Ring, what Ring of Honor has been doing with their tournament lately. Right. So your thought, being I pretty much gave a blow by blow of a 15-minute match. Yeah, um, I think this is when you knocked on my window to come in, so I don't really remember much. I was kind of kind of dozing, so not not anything against them. I was enjoying what I saw. I just um, it's been a long day at work, so uh, what I did see of it, I really did enjoy. I like Larry D. Uh, I really, um, I've seen him in Black Label Pro a couple times, so I really do like him. Um, He's been doing Impact lately. He's been killing it in Impact. No. I don't watch Impact. I should, though. 
tell you about the fun conversation I had with uh, Ethan Page this week? No. So you know about the Ethan Page curse, right? Yeah. Okay. If he's supposed to be there, you can't be there in Vikeverka. Right. So let me explain this to everybody. So Ethan Page used to be a regular at AIW. When he was a regular, I rarely went to shows. Like I've seen him a handful of times. But uh, once I became a regular at AIW shows within the last year, pretty much starting in like mm, February of last year, he was never on a show. The only time he was on a show was on a Thursday, and I couldn't be at that show because I had to work the next morning. So we jokingly said that it was the Ethan Page curse, that I could not see Ethan Page at AIW. Leading to, I've seen him at Black Label Pro in Indiana a bunch of times, no problem, whatever. AIW was going to be in Indianapolis. Uh, you bought paid. a ticket. You had a ride cut up. Yep, everything was all set up. We were, we were going to, you know, caravan out there, you, me, and, and Summers. And I had some health issues. So I couldn't make it. And I was like, oh, man, the curse continues. So then he's rescheduled for AIW again against uh, Tom Waller again. And all of a sudden, travel issues arise again. I can't go to the collective. So twice, the Ethan Page curse has come into play again. So he messaged, like, he DM'd me after I like I posted about it on Twitter. He, he DM'd me. He's like, uh, what's about this curse? Should I go to the hospital? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so I explained to him what it was, and he's just like, oh, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm old world, man. Like, that curse stuff is, like, legit to me. He's like, that's just, you know, whatever. Like, oh, you, we'll eventually, like, meet up again. And stuff, and he remembered me from all the Black Label Pro shows and stuff like that. So we talked about stuff, and uh, he asked about my my health and everything, make sure I was okay there, and just real genuine dude. So like, that was really cool. Um, it was really nice, like, of him to just like you know find out what the whole curse thing was about. It's just silly, fun. It was fun. I, I, it uh, it made my day that day. It was kind of fun. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ethan Page is definitely a good dude. Yep. He, he kind of showed that the one AIW show where the, the one dude made the kid cry and he came out and I go, what the fuck are you making a kid cry for? Like, what are you, what are you proving? <laughs> All right. Enough about Ethan Page. Let's get back to the review. <laughs> Can we come back from, from intermission? Matt Kenway in the ring with Adam Catherine cutting a promo. Issue can open challenge and Christian Rogue and cup and current. Yes. Uh, Kenway is real good. He's kind of had a gimmick change since this happened. He's now the Kenway. Um, dude's a uh, upcoming guy. Like he's another one that's like gonna be something real big. I think in wrestling, I, I love I love watching these shows and just being able to pick some of these guys out of certain matches and be like, oh, he's got something special. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna do big things. Oh, this guy's gonna be real good. And people don't know it yet. Like I remember seeing Tankman for the first time, and Bizarro loved him. They knew they knew him, loved him. I didn't know who he was, but I saw him and I was like, this dude's going to be huge and look where he's at now. Yeah. And he's not even at like at, you know, full on yet. He literally isn't even finished with his, where he's going. And it's just, he's already a, if you like indie wrestling, you probably know who Calvin Tankman is. So it's awesome. Yeah. MLW already kind him. They haven't got a chance to use him with everything going on, but he's under contract with MLW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. Good thing are happening for him. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's real fun to see like, uh, guys that are um, up and coming and be like, oh man, he's going to be real big. Like he's going to have that breakout moment. People are going to start going like a feeding frenzy for him. Uh, I got a couple other guys uh, I've been eyeing lately that I think are going to break out real huge. 
Uh, I may give some spoilers about who that is on another episode, but if you go to my, if you go to my Twitter, <clears throat> Charlie underscore butters, you could probably figure out who I'm talking about. I mean, there's uh, I praise this person constantly on there. So, and it's not Dan Housen. I promise. Okay. Plenty of good stuff in this match here. Uh, Rogue actually can't, can't wait into the corner into the ring up on the floor. where like, like, like you're starting to do a roll up and he ran back in the corner. Mm-hmm. Kind of neat. They're okay. Kind of flip into a turnbuckle at one point. They've got a full out can fake claim at one point. Uh, Rogue at one point does like a final cut while Kenway draped over the top rope and can near fall out of it. Rogue actually gets a lion tamer for the commission. He got the knee on the back of the head. With oh the yeah. It's a tamer. legit lion tamer. It's, it's fucking, it was pretty gross. That was a real gross lion tamer. I really like that. I love that version of the uh, of Jericho's finish, the the Lion Tamer finish. That's that's a solid one. If you can lock that in, that's awesome. Looks it looks awesome. Yeah, there was one point they can get they can peeve of mine even before I got into the business. There there's a part where Rogue hit Dial Clash, get the near fall, and Adam Captor pulls the referee out, and the referee can't hit the mat on his way out while he's sliding in, but the match continues. Bug the fuck out of me. Like, find a way to keep your hand from hitting the goddamn map. But that's the pin right there. Right. We call that the IAW show, too. They pulled Tom Dunn out at one point. I thought it can't hit the map. It was not nearly as blatant as it would here. Yeah. But, like, technically, that should be the finish. Yeah. Look at, look at pet peeve. <laughs> and I and you can explain it away equally enough with, like, it, like it's not a deal breaker. It's just a pet peeve. Oh, no, everybody. He just turned over his notebook, and he's got a whole other page of notes here. So. Yeah, another page and a half, I think. Oh, Jesus. Last three matches. Wow. All right. Well, in fairness, the next match is really fucking long. <laughs> yeah, it was. For the Fight Club Pro Tag Team Championship, the best league in the world defending against kicking shit. <sighs> we get some weird fucking name. At least the besties were in this match. Yeah, yeah tag team named kicking shit. We had Jerk Cockin a couple weeks ago. Hey, everybody loves Jerk Cockins. Yeah, not, 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 I'm not knocking Jerk Cockins. You're 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 a big fan of Jerk. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're you're a big fan of Jerk Hawkins, yeah. I'm not a big fan of beating Jerk Hawkins. But if we're gonna go there, we're gonna go all the way. I'm Jesus. Sorry. All right, all right. So there is uh, Matt Reckling here early. Uh, Chip Day is caught in the ring by the bestie for a long time. There's actually a double octopus here, which I didn't even think was physically possible, and yet I caught and it looked fucking great. Pretty boys. Yeah. Challenger finally ga- gained control. They got Davey Vega isolated for a long time. Fitcher comes in he, on a hot tag. He got Hauka fire to begin with. Then all four guys end up getting into the ring. And the match, this is where the as match just felt like it dragged and dragged and dragged. Like we had the hot tag and we went like eight minutes after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's too long for finishing, in my opinion. Yeah, but they're but this is, this is great. Uh, Logan James had the best dive of the show, in my opinion. Took a beautiful dive over the top rope at one point. They bring the belt in. For come weekend, they have to do the spot where they throw the one in. The referee's putting that belt away, and they hit the other one behind. Like, we just established that like, relaxed rule like a match ago. And all of a sudden, we're hiding shit from the referee. Yeah, why not? The, it's the, anarchy, dude. Anything can happen. Yeah, the belt shot's not enough for the pin. The referee telegraphed that they were going to kick out badly on this one, but he did the big looping third count. And Vega finally got the pin with a like a fisherman couplet into a small package. Twenty minutes and nineteen seconds. Again, too much going on after the hot tag. Too long after the hot tag, in my opinion. Great stuff here, though. Like I don't, I don't hate the match by any means. They got to get their shit in, man. Got to get that shit in. Any other thoughts on this match before we move on? I love the besties, and they just lost. Uh, I know that they lost the the Black Label Pro Tag Team titles to Violence Is Forever on Sunday, which I, I heard was a fucking banger of a match. 
Yeah, and I can't be up with that. I love I. Lincoln forever. Well, I've been campaigning for them to get a title shot because they've been in Black Label Pro for a while now, and they've pretty much, I mean, I don't think they're, they might be undefeated, but they've, they've basically, like, in the last year have beaten every team put in front of them. And I couldn't believe if they hadn't got a title match and all these other teams kept getting title matches in front of them. And, yeah, so happenstance would have it. There you go. Boom, they get the title match. Week later, new champs. So that's awesome. And Dominic Greeny popped for my gif of uh, Kurt Angle doing the milk calibration. Which made no sense because I did the awesome Kurt Angle, like being stoked and taking the straps down. And everybody just skipped over that and liked yours. And then they came back and liked mine after. Like a couple <laughs> hours later, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Do they not see my tweet? And depending on how the Twitter feed was acting that day, they might have seen mine first. Which makes no sense because yours was a response to mine. Right, I understand. Like, I wasn't even a retweet. <laughs> so weird. I was like, why is everybody liking his and not mine? This makes no sense. Mine came first. Okay, I can get my final match. It's Thomas Shire against Warhorse Jake Parnell. And you know to get Warhorse Jake Parnell looking very early in that transition from clean cut Jake Parnell to Warhorse we know now. Well, he was a Viking before. He wasn't clean cut. Well, he, he was a little Viking, and then he was the War Pony, and now he's the Warhorse. You know, looking early in that transition where he still using his name before just becoming the Warhorse we know now. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any face paint. Uh, yeah, his hair's still fairly short here. Like it hasn't grown a hair out yet. Yeah, actually, from scientific wrestling early. Then pretty quickly we get a lot of strike, which is perfectly fine. Pay, pick up, fight going to the floor. Uh, Shire got a beautiful belly to belly suplex. Love how he executed that move on there. Got a he did a movie put Warhorse into a torture rack and spun with him like an airplane spin, which is fucking sweet. Warhorse had a beautiful power claim. He used it here and he get got in a standing cloverleaf to get the commission win. Really good stuff here. Yeah, uh, one of the best Warhorse matches I've seen in that game lock. We've seen a lot of them. <laughs> And Warhorse is still your IWTV independent champion. Yeah. So made his 42nd defense this weekend, but the title was stolen. Oh, really? Yes. And it showed up on Craigslist for $800. Did like a record steal it, or was it legit? It's like a fan who stole it, trying to make money off it. So it seemed like it was a fan that stole it at first, right? But apparently, after the main event of Black Label Pro, which was Warhorse against their champion jake something for the black label pro championship a certain mr gary J came out with the title hmm. so the title was taken to the back earlier uh i want to say it was on saturday yeah saturday uh warhorse uh was defending the title against zachary wentz on a show and the title was taken to the back and disappeared after then and Come to find out, Gary J is the one that stole it. So I think Gary J will be the next challenger for that title. I'm a little concerned with why the butt was taken to the back instead of staying at ringside like a normal custom. But. Well, there was no seats at ringside. If you saw the venue set up, there was nothing at ringside for it to stay at. So it, as far as I understood, it was taken to the back. I don't know what to tell you, man. Okay. I mean, you would have thought, though, that somebody would have been holding on to it to bring it back out. after. Maybe he paid them off. I don't know. I didn't see the show. Okay. I'm, I'm speculating. I'm, I'm legitimately wondering what happened here. You're, you're complaining. You're, you're just complaining. I'm, I'm legitimately asking questions as to what happened. I, well, you should buy the show, and then you can find out. Okay. So you let us know next week when you buy that show, and you can tell us all about it. We'll have to see what my finance can book when I get paid <laughs> on Wednesday. But See, the way my bank account's set up. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. All right. What's, what do we got next? We got the main event. 
Oh, is it uh, Nick Gage and Gary J? Nick Gage and Gary J. What an interesting transition, just talking about Gary J. And now... That was not planned, by the way. We <laughs> I planned it because I'm actually a very good wrestling podcaster. I just pretend to be mediocre so I don't have to have all those expectations about me. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay, no, this is definitely the match everybody came to keep. We have the opening bell, everybody on their fucking feet, and they are on their feet for the entire fucking match. Well, uh... Anytime Nick Gage comes out, you're in danger, so you might as well be on your feet in case you got to run. So that's pretty much true. Uh, the idea of them being anarchy versus everybody, Gary J is the homegrown anarchy guy. If you can have, a, if you can call Gary J homegrown as long he's been around, and Nick and Nick Gage is the outsider coming in. Nick Gage can control early, and somebody at ringside bring in a ladder. Nick Gage request. Yes. <laughs> then come kid in Gage chair, and we get a ladder swung into a chair, swung onto like a, a drywall tile. Yes, that Gage pulled down from the ceiling. They have kind of over the plate. Don't stand on the chair. Stay off the Wi-Fi. No, nothing about, oh, by the way, don't grab anything off the fucking ceiling. But. Yeah, I uh, don't know how the venue reacted to that. Apparently, they're still at Spalding Hall, though, so it must not have been that big of a deal. Yeah, go. Jay come up bleeding already. Gage bite in the forehead, which, of course, lead to you kick fuck champ. Yeah, that's what you do when somebody bite the bloody forehead. Yes. Jay finally get Gage to the, to the floor, start doing a dive, going to third dive. He ends up hitting a... Peek a tile that Gage had in his hand and completely no kill it. Well, he's uh, fighting spirit at that point. Yep. They brawl, th- they brawl all throughout the building. They get back into the ring. Nick Gage had a water pitcher filled with thumbtack, pour the thumbtack into the, into the mat. Then combine Buster onto the tack, then the, and then lock in a figure four while Jay lying on the thumbtack. Mm-hmm. Before long, everybody is throwing chairs into the ring. They're not getting him anyway, so why not? Yeah, screw it. Again, you can't standing on the chair. Bad pile driver and power bomb going to chair. Good. Holy crap, man! That was that was wild. Yeah, Gage got a pile driver into a power bomb. Only got two off of it. It wasn't even the finish. You've been waiting all show for it. <laughs> wasn't even the finish. There, okay. Cooper Pleck at one point, not the finish. Cooper Pleck actually before the pile driver and the power bomb. The f- but Nick Gage get some light to smash the bow with Gary Jake had that the finish. Reasonable. But realistically, though, like after they kicked out of the Cooperplex, kicked out of the pile driver, the power palm, I was expecting to kick out on the light tube. But that actually came off tame compared to the rest of the shit. Have you ever taken a light tube to the head? No, but I've also never taken a pile, pile driver or power bomb on the chair either. You wanna? No. It's gonna happen now. I've taken a Cooper kick a few times, taken a shotgun knee a couple of times. I'm, I'm having Bobby come over and he's just gonna do all those things, do you? Very good shit, and I know they had to kind of go above and beyond to try to top some of the stuff earlier on the card. I'm not folding Leak Ike at all. It's no selling me over here. He's, he's shaking in his boots. Let the record show that he is shaking in his non-existent boots. Let the record show how many figures I'm holding up right now, too. I am number one. Thank you. It's very true. All right, your thought on the show overall. Thumb cup, thumb down, thumb in the middle. I like St. Louis Anarchy. This show... I wasn't a super big fan of. I mean, it had a lot of cool stuff on it. Uh, the company-wise and the things that they've been doing now in the last year, definitely thumbs up. This show, mm, thumbs in the middle. But I, I, I did overall enjoy the show. So yeah, I'll give I'll give it a like thumb up. This is my first Anarchy show though, and I I, I picked the one for the main event. Nick Ga- Nick Gage and Gary J. Like I wanted to get and mm. wanted to get when it first happened. Never got a chance to. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a light thumb up. I've obviously got my criticism of it, like you've heard, but a lot of it nitpicking stuff that could be improved on, but I don't think it hurts the show necessarily. You know what we didn't mention this entire time? 
Other than, well, you mentioned one time during commentary, but it wasn't in a bad light. Uh, the commentary was actually really good. Again, I actually mentioned how much I enjoyed the commentary uh, on one of the um, Spirit of Spalding block uh, shows that I thought that the commentary was really good. And the commentary here wasn't bad either. Like it. Yeah, okay, that. The one comment I mentioned was like the only thing I caught, and I would jump the timing more than anything else. Like, and it, yeah, it was like a funny like timing thing that kind of made you laugh. Yeah, it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's good stuff. All right, so uh, you got any plugs? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at pwcheek. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash tfm jayhawk. Uh, Facebook and Instagram if you go to Geyer at jayhawk one five three nine. That's all you got. That's all I got. I already told you the podcast I've been pushing got moved up two weeks with no notice so I, I can't plug that anymore all right i guess I, you don't want them can they go back and listen to the episode uh redline radio lop.com okay bearded bathroom podcast okay there you go see gotcha all right use promo code pwp for five days free at independentwrestling.tv and check out our podcast friends wrestling cheers pod van dam the super fantastic podcast which they just released a new episode. It was a super chantastic episode, but they ended up talking about Meet the Feebles. And uh, I really need to see that movie now. I guess it's on Tubi for free, so I'm going to check that out. Uh, it, it Some of the stuff they talked about really piqued my interest in like seeing something weird from Peter Jackson that has Muppets and stuff from like 89. So hmm. uh, at odds with wrestling, the Spotlight series, and it's Evolution Baby. <laughs> And check out our other non-podcast friends, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles, Big Stark's Brand, and PWPonderings.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you later, everyone. Gucci flip flops, fuck it, hit your bitch in my socks. This a big watch, diamonds dripping off of the clock. Two to six out, winter time, dropping the top. Give it to they pussy ass, turn this shit up a notch. Gucci flip flops, make a kick rock. This a big clock, check the wrist watch. Gucci flip flops, fuck it, hit your bitch in my socks. This a big watch, diamonds dripping off of the clock. Hit your bitch in my socks. This a big watch. Diamonds dripping off.